and welcome to Podark Fancast. We're a podcast. <laughs> we're a podcast. <laughs> we're a podcast, and we're usually talking about Podark. We're your hosts. I'm Michelle. I live in the states. You can find me on Tumblr at Poldark Muses, and I tweet at Musings. And my name is Rita. I live in England. I Tumblr at Princess of Poldark, and I tweet at Rita Byte. Uh, you are listening to yet another quarantine mini-sode. Uh, we'll be here for you every week during your self-isolation with a new mini-sized podcast to listen to. This week will be the first of a two-parter. Uh, because for the first time, we're going to be watching a series, and it is Sanditon. Basically, because you guys have been clamoring for our opinions. So, um, anyhow, uh, this podcast will be on the first four episodes, and next week we'll be discussing the last four episodes. So, spoiler warning, in case you haven't seen it, obviously, for those first few episodes. Then you can get caught up. Or if you're like me and you've already seen them and trying to remember what happened before <laughs> and afterwards is very confusing, you, well, you'll be fine. You don't have to try and talk to Michelle without spoiling her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but before we start talking about it and I jump into that minefield, <laughs> time for a quick Wikipedia corner. Uh, so, Sandington is a British historical television adaptation by Andrew Davies from an unfinished manuscript by Jane Austen. Now, Andrew Davies is a bit of a period drama god as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. He has been responsible for adapting pretty much everything that you've ever liked from (laughs) the (laughs) beloved 1995 version of Pride and Prejudice, uh, Daniel Deronda from the early 2000s, Tipping the Velvet, which pretty much invented gay porn on television as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, uh, Bleak House, my favourite version of Northanger Abbey, A Room with a View, uh, the 2008 television uh, miniseries Sense and Sensibility, mm-hmm. Little Durette, Mr. Selfridge, War and Peace, and Les Miserables, to mention but a few i mean if i mentioned everything we'd be here for centuries every book you've ever read (laughs) basically uh anyway in his latest adaptation he's working with a novel with only the first 11 chapters it gets to about halfway through the first episode (laughs) Uh, it stars rose williams and theo james in the lead roles and it's set during the regency era Uh, The plot follows a young and naive heroine as she navigates the new seaside resort of Sanditon. (laughs) Do you happen to know where it was filmed? A lot of it was filmed, actually, in the Bottle Yard Studios, which is where Poldock was filmed. And um, as you can tell by the landscape, a lot of it seems to have been filmed in the south country, Mm. like southwest in the completely wrong area. And uh, (sighs) a lot of it is very hilly. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, it's supposed to be in Suffolk, which is notoriously flat, and mm. uh, this bothers me greatly in the first episode, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Apart from that, <laughs> what did you think of Sanditon? Um, I um, have been enjoying it. Um, you know, initially, uh, when it first came out, you know, we'd just finished up with... Uh, 
the last season of Poldark here in the States, and this was the next one up uh, on PBC's um, list of shows. And, you know, I think I was just in the, the headspace that I was not ready to get into another period drama. Fair. And uh, so I didn't watch it the first time around. Um, and, you know, always knowing, you know, well, I'll get caught up on it later, you know, later, later, later. Um, and, you know, I'm really glad that I've had the chance to uh, get started with it. Um, I think that the, you know, I know that, that in a bit we're going to talk a little bit about the, the adaptation. Um, you know, I, I think that Davies has done a wonderful job. You know, the fact that he's basically only been um, kind of limited to that first 30 minutes <laughs> of actual uh, written content from Austin, and then, you know, he can kind of go from there, um, uh, is, is pretty, pretty cool. So the freedom that he got set up by the best person right? <laughs> on the planet to get a story set up. And now he can kind of hit the ball out of the park from there. So I've really been enjoying it. How about you? I really love Sanderton. Uh, I had seen it before. This is my second time around. I had forgot gigantic chunks of this, <laughs> this show, though. <laughs> like, I think um, the second half of the show stuck in my mind a lot more. Uh, for reasons that will become obvious next week, it has one of my favorite episodes of a show ever. Um, oh wow! Yeah, um, I think that um, the first episode actually is the clunkiest of the first four that we watched. In that, I think trying to establish all of the stuff that you get in eleven chapters um, in half an hour was just so much. I was like, how does anybody uh -huh. understand who all of these characters are? Because you're getting, like, name after name after name in the first yeah. few scenes. Um, yeah. That's pretty much my only criticism of it, though, because um, I love it. I love the characters. I love the setting. I, I love a seaside town in the Regency area. Um, mm -hmm. I love the heroine. I love how different it is from your typical Jane Austen adaptation. Uh, it goes really fucking crazy, but there's something like really thrilling about that. Um, I think Andrew Davies took an idea and then just span it out into like the most dramatic possible version of it. <laughs> I mean, you don't get a hand job <laughs> in a Jane Austen novel. Um, what? No. I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, I imagined that. That wasn't a hand job. What's wrong with me? <laughs> and then it was basically spelled out, and I was like, what? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. All, oh all of gosh. it was just, it was just as thrilling the second time, actually, because I obviously had forgotten a lot of it, but, um, all of the characters do go on such a journey that you sort of forget where they start off, and it's just a wild mm. ride. Oh, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to uh, getting into next week. I wanted to wait until after we did uh, today's podcast before I started uh, into the next uh, four episodes. But it's it's been a challenge. Right? <laughs> Especially after, it's the, been a challenge. especially after the end of episode four. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
where, uh, you know, I think we could probably get into um, our favorite characters at this point, because I think I tweeted after <laughs> watching episode one that I was um, a little uh, miffed at uh, Sydney Parker. Oh, Sydney, you scamp. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he's kind of gone full circle. <laughs> Are I you like right back said, to where he's he started? A, he's a bit of a dick. Yeah, and he's a bit of a dick. And then I was like, oh, well, okay, maybe not. Oh, well, no, he's he's a bit of a dick. So, uh, but I, I know that there's, a, there's going to be a redemption part of this because it wouldn't be an, op, um, an Austin um, adaptation if, it, if there wasn't some kind of... Um, Redemption. Yeah, we can't have our male lead being a racist. <laughs> no, no, he can't be. He he can't be that much of a dick. So, uh, anyhow, but yes, I enjoy uh, Sidney Parker just because I know that that there is so much more to him than what we've seen so far, um, and I'm intrigued to to get there. Charlotte, of course, um, so cute. I think she's absolutely delightful and adorable. And I had to wonder, her wardrobe is, like, totally snatched. (laughs) You know, it's like, I didn't really get that impression that her family had that kind of quaint. Oh, they don't. Before she headed off to Sanditon. But, you know, she's, she's been dressing pretty, pretty nice. I'm assuming that, uh the Parker family are paying for that because she is one of 15 children. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, There was a part of me that wanted to say, okay, you've been married more than once, haven't you? Please. Because I would absolutely feel for the woman who had 15 children. And I'm assuming that they didn't all survive, but you never know. You never know. I doubt it. 15 good god almighty no thank you <laughs> um but yes uh charlotte uh love her i love her feistiness um you know she is you know the, they've described her as you know, like young and naive and that kind of thing and you know it's like the, she is discovering a lot in the world uh but you know she has she's got her principles and she sticks to them and um you know i i really i really like her uh miss lamb of course um really um wonderful uh to see that austin had written a person of color into her story as a main character well who knows (laughs) well okay okay she's she's a main character now but uh you know that she even had um a uh, person of color in her story is really pretty cool. Um, let me see. The two bumbling Parker cousins, siblings, not really sure their relation. They're the ones that like to lounge about. <laughs> they're not, they're, they're not, they're not ones for a whole lot of strenuous exercise. As they are siblings. It's not very clear in the, in the adaptation yet, but um, Tom, Sydney, Arthur, I can't remember what the... There's two sisters in the book, but they've combined it into one sister. I think her name's Diana in this. Okay. So they're siblings. I know, it's okay. not very clear. I'm like, why aren't they living together and they never seem to have scenes? But 
siblings. They look nothing alike, but you know. Yes. But I, yeah, I, I think that they're hysterical. We um, love a little bit of uh, the hysterical, health-obsessed nuts. Uh, like, you get a little bit of that in yes. Emma, and now it's, like, reoccurring in Sanditon, and I mm-hmm. love it. It's just funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about uh, you? My favorite characters, um, obviously tainted by the fact that I've seen the whole thing, I really like Esther Dunham. Um she yeah. <laughs> I loved her the moment I yeah. saw her and she was wearing her like Twilight esque black coat and she was like, Everything sucks here. <laughs> Sanditon is terrible. You're gonna yeah. regret ever living here. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, she is a delight and I think um you know where we left things um on the fourth episode really makes you wonder, God, what what in the world is going to happen to this Nothing woman? good can possibly come of her relationship. Ugh. Oh, God, no. I mean, you know, and the fact that she actually thought that something could come out of that, that, that is really sad. But, you know, it makes me want to give her, her stepbrother a swift kick in the butt. Yes. For being such a, a, a cad. You know, especially with, you know, his, his, well, he's, he's a cad with everybody. Um, <laughs> Literally everybody he meets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, especially um, his sister. That's just, or his stepsister. That's just. The, the way he plays Clara and Esther off each other and like neither of them can really see that he's the main issue here. He's just a waste of mm-hmm. space. Like kick his butt to the curb. Just kick it. Uh, I also uh, really like uh, Stringer. Is that his name? The Oh, yes. Young Stringer. Mm-hmm. Young Stringer. He's very, very attractive young oh, man. Oh, my I lord, mean, yes. Christ. Uh, um, yeah. You like, don't usually oh. get like a, a, like a triangle that is sort of like, you could pick either guy and you'd be mm-hmm. perfectly happy. Mm-hmm. Um he seems really nice. I like him. Whenever he's on screen, he has a West County accent, which uh-huh. is really inappropriate. Again, this is supposed to be set in the other end of the country. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Uh, he oh, migrated. Mm-hmm. He he wears a striking hat. Oh, the Pharrell Williams happy hat. Yes, yes. Exactly. I don't think I've ever seen that kind of hat show up in a Regency-era period drama. I'm sure it's accurate, but it's so ugly and distracting. It's, yeah, you're just kind of going, wait, what? I don't know what he said in any scenes that he was talking. I was just like, that hat. (laughs) 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 Expect him to burst into song along the scaffolding. Yeah. Happy, cause I'm building (laughs) (laughs) with too few men and rickety scaffolding. Ah, I think um that storyline is actually one of my favorites because um in the novel um I say it as if the novel was like fully written, but in the manuscript um. (laughs) The Sanditon is a lot more established than it is in the show, and so oh, like, okay. 
all of the things they're building and like his little plan has already been built. So I quite like this idea that yes, Tom is, you know, pushing for progression and he's going to help the economy of the village, but he's also mm-hmm. like exploiting his workers. And in this really yeah. real sense, he is kind of a terrible person. Can you mm-hmm. imagine? If oh you yeah. Were- I mean, you know, the fact that, you know, he winds up, you know, he's already in a butt ton of debt. Um, and, you know, he's desperately trying to get the banks to give him another 3,000 pounds, which, you know, as we know, That's was so much money. a bloody fortune back then. Um, and, you know, while he's awaiting word on this, you know, and he's already talked about bringing in more men and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. He's got the nerve to go in and buy his wife a, a necklace. That's such a Ross Poldark move. <laughs> well, Ross at least would do it when he actually had some coin to yeah, spare. Though so it's kind of like, <laughs> Ross, why don't you save some of this money for your next catastrophe? Uh, <laughs> that's the sensible person in me talking. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's just like really interesting all the different character and i think that's why i'm so sympathetic to sydney even in the beginning because you can tell that he's putting a lot of pressure on sydney who is literally just trying to flog this place to his friends or his Mm -hmm. his friends uh it's just putting him in a really uncomfortable position all the time and then begging him to get him more money all the time like yeah of course sydney's screaming at everyone i'd be screaming at everyone (laughs) that's so much pressure this entire town's economy rests on theo james bless him (laughs) ah yes mr pamuk rises again (laughs) oh my god (laughs) every time i see him i'm like Mary's killer vagina. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. But yeah, I mean I I I love him as an actor and you know he is definitely uh, a lovely piece of eye candy to to watch during uh, this really crap ton time that we're having right now <laughs> and speaking um, of how blessed were we to see his natic naked body <laughs> well you know it's not I, I swear it's not a pbs period drama unless we have some naked dude rising up out of water in some way shape or form so <laughs> thank you Judas. <laughs> Like yet again, we get complete male nudity, and the women are completely covered up. Uh, yes, I love it. You know, this is made for women. Thank you. <laughs> I do find the whole the, the fact that you have to wear like seventeen layers to go for a swim when you're a woman. And... I know, I know. It's like, oh, this is so delightful. But you know, I could basically drown <laughs> wearing all of this. <laughs> She's like, Thanks she's so not, much. They used to make them out of like really thick cotton. <laughs> the oh swimming my god! Clothes. I was like, mm, they're not the best swimmers. Uh, maybe don't put them in gigantic <laughs> cotton. Go ahead, go swimming. I remember it, it, in primary school they made us do like um, you had to, as part of your swimming certificate, wear pajamas to go swimming, and that was traumatic enough. Good lord! <laughs> no thanks. No thanks. What were some of your favorite moments from the show? Or from what we've seen so far? Obviously Theo James naked. 
I really like any of the bull scenes, uh, especially the one from the first episode. Mm-hmm. Any time where Charlotte and Sydney are yelling at each other, like, really excites me. I'm like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta show that turmoil before you can fall in love, you know? I just, like, you don't get people yelling at each other in period dramas. It's usually just like, I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Intense grumbling and, and, and looks. Misunderstandings and, like and just yes. tension. And this is just like, you're a fucking racist. And he's like, <laughs> you don't know what shit. do you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Oh, it's God. really, it's really fun. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I really enjoy, I mean, I enjoy any scene with Esther and Clara. Right. <laughs> Oh, God, they're great. And I think the last one was, you know, the the one where um, uh, Clara is basically, no, Clara is basically taunting Esther about what she saw when she dropped off the um, notice. I don't like to remember that that one. I try to block the, well, it's not really incest, but I try to not think of the incest. But uh, but yeah, uh, when you know Clara is like, uh-huh, I see what's going on, and then basically uh, uses that to her advantage in the conversation that she has with uh, Esther, and um, that was that was pretty awesome. Uh, the fingernail one was uh, made my stomach kind of squelchy. I loved that scene. Um, it was disgusting. But yeah. um, it get, I had such a strong reaction to it, like what they were saying to each other. It was like, these bitches are crazy. Exactly. Exactly. I did like the fact that uh, Esther realized that Clara was um, kind of a force to be reckoned with and not just some, you know. Simpering um, idiot. <laughs> exactly. That, you know, she would be able to, you know, kind of knock out of the way it was like oh no she's formidable you're gonna you're gonna have to deal with that my friend i think esther went in thinking i wear all black i am very moody i just i can handle anything and then it was like no clara's a sociopath uh that will burn yeah, herself pretty much for attention <laughs> pretty much it's like yeah you this is this is not going to be an easy thing Ms. Esther. Imagine having your very first shower and ruining it. I love showers. Showers are delightful. And then just like, oh, you, then you can't ever go in another shower because you've already like, mm-hmm. I was burnt horrifically by one. You can never be like, oh, I'm just over that now. I'm going to go and have another shower. And like, Yeah, it's like, nope, doesn't work that you're way. A crazy bitch, Clara. You've ruined showers for everyone. <laughs> Um, and I like the picnic scene. It was beautiful, yeah. It was beautiful. It was beautifully shot. Um, I think that, yeah, it was absolutely beautifully shot with all the bluebells and and uh, it was just lovely. But, you know, poor Charlotte, you know, kind of sitting there going, oh, God, this is, this is going to end in tears. <laughs> I mean, 
third wheel much as well. It just started off awkwardly. Yeah. They're touching each other too much. This is Regency period. <laughs> You're not married. Don't be, like, grabbing on his thigh. Oh, man. Christ. If anybody else saw that, they'd have to get married as much as yes. Sydney might object to that. <laughs> yes. Oh, I can't wait to find out why he is objecting so much. I feel like it's pretty obvious why he's objecting. Who is this man? They don't know him. She's got a hundred thousand pounds. Well, yes, I know. She has a ton of money. But, you know, why don't you take a moment to get to know the man? Yeah, that's true. But I think he, he Come on, he's, Sydney. he's way too fucking lazy. He's just like, no, I'm going to keep you away from everyone. Um, <laughs> what I don't get is, is she's only two years away from turning 21. They should do yeah. a Caroline and Dwight and just wait it out. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. All she had to like, do no, was just, just chill. chill at the seaside for a few months. <laughs> yeah, chill at the seaside, you know? Just hang out there, and then when you're 21, you know, look at Sydney and say, Bobbish, and uh, be on your I way. Know, right, but you know, 19-year-olds, <laughs> they want to make it so dramatic. They're like, you're a, I'm a prisoner, this place is terrible, oh my god, I can't wait to turn <laughs> 21. Ugh. <laughs> yes <laughs> we're really bringing you the highbrow content this week. oh exactly um was there anything you didn't enjoy i find um chris marshall as tom parker um quite it's just incongruous for me because i best know him from my family which was like the world's worst sitcom that ran for like 25 years oh, in england no. so like watching him in a serious role is just bizarre to me i'm like this doesn't feel right and he looks absolutely nothing like theo james so whenever they like hug I each know. other i'm like ah, how did you both came out of the same person <laughs> I know. I um, I mean, when it comes to um, uh, God, what is this? Chris Parker, not Chris Parker. Oh, Chris Marshall. Marshall, yes, Chris Marshall. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I see him, and I can't help but think of. Uh, love actually oh of course the guy that has a threesome yeah i can't help but think about that character and you know just his kind of ridiculousness that that he goes through through the, the entire thing runs off to america and you know meets up with like the stereotypical american women all yeah i.e. Yeah. the worst so, character in love actually in a film full of terrible people. <laughs> now, I'm sorry. Okay, we're going to divert a little bit um, as far as love actually goes. Um, I'm sorry. The little kid who falls in love with the other little kid. And that is, you have to admit, that is absolutely adorable. It is very adorable, but um, I think adorable. it's slightly ruined for me because I'm like, oh, they're the same age as me. Um, <laughs> so it's it was less cute for me. I was like, this is unbelievable when I first watched it. And now I watch it and I'm like, mm, they're not in touch. 
No, oh, but it's just adorable. It's that adorable. little girl is amazing. Her voice is. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. so jealous of how much glitter she was wearing as well. I mean, that was the <laughs> look when you were 11. Oh, really? Hmm. It was a bad time for fashion, what can we say? I, I, I see. But I mean, Love Actually, no, Love Actually her, is a very difficult film for me to watch as a Portuguese lady. Um, <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. When she's like trying to talk in English and it doesn't make sense, that is not mm-hmm. how a Portuguese person would speak English. Just for the no. record. She's like, God. I stuck in funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, I bet. I bet it is. Uh, it is difficult. Justice for her. She's a very good English speaker. Anyway, we should talk about back to anything that you didn't uh, enjoy. Um, I honestly, I haven't found anything that I didn't enjoy. There's a couple of things that at first I was like, incest, really? And then right. I was like, eh, that makes sense. They're stepbrother and sister. It's not, it's not it's really not incest. actually incest. It, um, it's very like, cruel I, I, intentions incest. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, I've been enjoying the, the way the story has been flowing. Um, I haven't felt like, you know, um, I've wanted it to move along. Um, you know, really super quickly. Um, I think the the episodes are packed with um, really great uh, dialogue and uh, tension and scenery and and all of that. So I've been I have been thoroughly enjoying it, and I'm really glad that I've I've watched it. That we everyone forced us to watch it. Thank you, everyone. Yes, you made thank you everybody. Her happy. Um, <laughs> you know what I think? Uh, as you were talking, what occurred to me is I think this is kind of the vibe that Poldark wanted to be hmm. in its sort of dramatic and crazy and lots of sexual tension and people coming out of water and it's by the sea. <laughs> But because they were hampered by the actual novel being quite serious and mm-hmm. like yeah. good, uh, yeah. they couldn't. They wanted to like keep it true to the books, but they also completely changed the tone. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think this is what Poldark wanted to be, and really failed at it because it would involve completely changing everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably why there's such a huge overlap between people that like Sanditon and people that like Poldark. <laughs> Aside from the fact that, you know, we're all just a bunch of uh, of historical uh, period drama um, fans. Yeah. Phonetics. But I mean, there's so much um, period stuff out there that yeah. not everything can be for everyone. Mm-hmm. But this really, really works in large part because of how hot Theo James is. <laughs> He is a very attractive man. <laughs> I mean, there's a scene in one of the episodes coming up where I just paused it and I was like, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I just okay. love him. <laughs> oh, man. You know, the fact that I still have to, like, put in a full day's work after this and I can't just go dive straight <sighs> into watching uh, the show. 
is painful. It's a form of torture. It is. It is. I'm just going to have to be patient. Just like print off one of those photos of him in those leather trousers and you can... Leather trousers? Yeah, um, in the first episode, he arrives in leather breeches, and I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry for how horny this episode is, but Theo James really don't. <laughs> oh boy, we know who's turning Rita's crank these days. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's day like 73 of quarantine and I fully lost my mind. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, I I totally get it. Totally get it. Um, but hey, at least you don't have folks uh, storming your um your uh capital and protesting about I want to get a haircut. <laughs> We all do, Karen, okay? Honestly, honestly. Our hair looks God. terrible too. Honest that lady to God. crying outside of a Baskin and Robbins, really. <laughs> honest to God, it's like, uh, do you think the rest of us are happy with what's going on on our heads these days? I mean, someone asked me what I was going to do uh, the, the minute that, you know, we're uh, opening back up, and <laughs> I am going to go and get myself a pedicure. <laughs> <laughs> oh remember when you could pay somebody to do that yes i know i know i know i miss them so much <laughs> but yeah yeah but uh anyway inbox yes Yay. so we got a message this morning i thought we should probably answer um okay. it said hello i finished watching the show in december but I discovered your podcast only recently and I'm absolutely in love. Oh, <laughs> I've been on oh a binge goodness. listening to them. <laughs> I'm grinning slash vigorously nodding my head to the things you guys say every single moment. Y'all are too funny. I think the way I just said y'all um, will be even funnier. <laughs> I wanted to ask one question. Uh, when did Ross wholly realize he didn't love Elizabeth after the events of 208? He does say to Demelza, I don't know whether I don't want her at the beach. Um, well, if I were to hazard a guess at this, because, you know, the writing around the last episode was quite sloppy and rushed. Um, I would say that helping Caroline and Dwight reunite together in the inn in episode nine was his supposed to be the you know the aha moment where he let down his pride at last and saw the true value of his relationship with Demelza. I think previously to that in the episode he had made loads of platitudes but he was never actually willing to fight for her or the relationship he was just gonna fuck off back to the army because she was not really <laughs> feeling it uh it's not until he's writing back to Nampara that i think he has actually assessed his priorities and it's one of the many things i find insufferable about ross you know we're talking like six or seven years into his marriage and they've had two children and you think he would have come to this conclusion sooner but you yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i think that it, i would have to agree with you that um it does seem that this kind of behavior um would be 
something uh, much, much more believable if they'd only been married for, you know, two or three, maybe four years. Um, because, good Lord, how long can you pine for somebody? Forever you in Podog Land. Apparently. Apparently. But, um, you know, the, the, the fact that it takes him this long to realize that, you know, he, he's realized that he's loved Demelza. You know, he, he, you know, admits that in the first book. Um, and in the first, uh, series, uh, that, you know, he loves her. Um, but as you said, the true value and depth of that doesn't become real to him until after he's had this moment, um, of insanity with Elizabeth and, um, you know, then helps Dwight and Caroline to, to come together. Um, it is annoying. It's one of those things that makes Ross, um, you know, an imperfect hero. You know, he is absolutely flawed. And, um, you know, one of the things that I think makes him, um, a, a great character, um, it's just painful that we have to, to go through that experience. Sometimes I think it doesn't really make any logical sense. <laughs> really? Even after you lose the first child, you're not really sure if you love Elizabeth more. Really? I, I know. Well, you have to, you, know, you have to remember that um, Elizabeth does wind up uh, stirring the pot. I, I think it just makes a lot more sense in the novels, I think, is the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in when you think about the, the way the first season ends and how, you know, Ross basically tells Elizabeth that, you know, you know, basically get out of the way. You know, I need to get to the love of my life. And Elizabeth comes to the realization that she is she no longer holds that place in his life which uh bitch come on he's literally <laughs> married someone else <laughs> exactly come on um you know and i think we all know now that that was the moment where you know elizabeth is like well mm-hmm, we'll see about that um and you know makes her decision to to do what she does um but uh, I think that we do need to continue to remember that, you know, if it wasn't for that bloody dinner party, and I'm thinking about the books, or I mean the, the television show, not so much the books, um, you know, if, if it wasn't for that dinner party uh, where she starts up with the, well, maybe I made a mistake thing. Um, we wouldn't have had this problem. The doubts wouldn't have um, returned. And after that scene, I was like, maybe Demelza made a mistake by saving your stupid life, you bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I've always felt that that um, the the fact that Demelza, you know, basically risked her life and lost her own daughter 
by going and saving um, Elizabeth and her family. Um, I would have just saved Francis and then left Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think that that always kept me from seeing Elizabeth as a any kind of sympathetic character. Um, you know, I had I had some sympathies for her when, you know, Ross comes back from the war and you know, she's kind of like, "Oh, crap." Um, but then makes the decision to go ahead and marry Francis. You know, I was like, okay, that's your choice. But uh, yeah, the bullshit that she pulls um, is just kind of like, yeah, no. Honestly, mm-hmm. I knew she was a bitch the moment she pulled that trick with the with the flowers. When she's like, oh, oh yes, the cornflowers mm-hmm. will die and wither <laughs> because they're just not as pure and high bred as me. <laughs> Ugh. Oh God! Okay, this is just getting me riled up again. <laughs> Welcome wow, to the wow. Elizabeth Haytower. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, let's let's not dredge up those old memories. Okay. okay? <laughs> Anyhow, thank you so much for your email, and you know I'm I'm glad you stuck us out through our early stages with um, podcasting and technology. Not that we're really that much better now. Hey, you know, we don't have, you know, the money for that high, super high production value stuff. So this is what you get, peoples. Oh, gosh. Well, okay. That's all from us for this week's mini-sode. Uh, we'll be back next week after watching the last four episodes of Sanditon. So if you want to get a head start, then give those episodes a watch. And if you have any other suggestions about what we should be watching next or just want to chat, then please get in contact. You can message us on our blog, email us at PoldarkFanCast at gmail.com, or find us on your social medias at PoldarkFanCast. And as ever, please do us a favor and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. Stay at home. Bye-bye. Bye. Before I felt it through his pen 
taught me all about the first penis, very first penis. First penis, very first penis I saw. First penis, 